Welcome back to another edition of On the Break. We're going to call this Dame Time Edition. Just me and uh, Josh in the studio tonight. I know yeah. uh, I know we're wanting to get J-Mac on here. He'll be back uh, next week for us. But, dude, we uh, we got playoff time in the NBA, man. I'm fucking excited. We do. But let's, instead of Dame Time Edition, why don't we call it Big Dick Dame, Dame Edition? <laughs> I think that's more appropriate, right? He's, he's the first person since Wilt to score 60 points three times in a season. Really? In a, hmm. I yeah. would have figured MJ, MJ would have done that, but, you know, defense back then and everything. Um, you know, Dame has been out of this world. Like, I've seen, you know, all the all the shows there, like, debating who's the bubble MVP, and it's really just been Dame and Booker. But, like, yeah, the Booker and the Suns went 7-0, but it's definitely Dame. Like, they're, they're more meaningful wins, and he's still doing a little bit more. Yeah. Um, what if I just came at you with some obscure stat, like Ben Simmons is – Plus fourteen with with Joel Embiid not on the court and name someone off. I can't even do that, dude. There's no obscure stat out there that can overshadow what Damian Lillard has just absolutely willed his team back in the playoffs. And the yeah. fact that his team is going to the playoffs and Booker's isn't, that does it for me. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if you want to, you know, do it all bubble first team and put Booker and Lillard in there, that's fine. You know, like that's that that's fine. But it's not it's not Devin Booker. I mean, he has hit some crazy shots, like. I don't know where the league goes from here. Like the one that you know has been circulating on online, where Booker just kind of pulls up from like forty and just drains it, and like barely hits the net. And it's like you know, Dame crossed half court, took one dribble last night, and in transition pulled from like 42, 43 feet. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, dude. Like the, it's going to continue like this too. Players are going to be able to shoot from further and further, and it's just going to be people trading bombs constantly. I don't know what you even do to guard that. You, I mean, do you do do you do a Paul George where you just go, it's a bad shot. Like you can take that shot all you want, you know. <laughs> or I, I don't know. I don't even know what you do um, when he's hitting stuff like that. And it's like in the last three games he scored. I'm trying to rattle these off by memory: 58, 61, and then like 42 and 12. And the first one was like 61% from the field, 53% from the field, 57% from the field. It's not like he's just hawking up bad shots, dude. Right. He's doing these 60-point games on 25 shots. Yeah, it's all on the flow of the offense, which obviously flows through him. But it's not, you know, you know, ball hog ball. He's still making the right plays, and he's still he's averaging like ten assists in those games. Yeah, sometimes the flow of the offense looks like Dan pulling up from fifty-two. Yeah. You know, now I will say like the that. defense is. I mean, that's not what he prides his game on necessarily, but it's not been great. I mean, Portland's defense is pretty piss poor. They gave up what one thirty-one regulation in the Nets last night. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And that and that's a Nets team without. Obviously, KD, Kyrie, or or Dinwiddie, so not great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's clear he's been the best player in the bubble. You know, TJ Warren had some really nice surprise games. I don't think it, you know we certainly expected, but you just can't put that into comparison when you're in the conversation with you know Will Chamberlain in terms of a season uh, accomplishment. That's that's very unique. Yeah, agreed. And ultimately, a lot of times you're surprised by out, somebody that outperforms what their expectations are and when your expectations are at a three for tj warren and you outperform that by double and make it a six or actually i'll call right. it more than that three times make it a nine or so but yeah, versus your expectations are at an eight for dame and he's going down 15s like it's you both outperformed your expectations by equal amount but one player is just way better yeah, even if it wasn't proportional, I'll just take the much greater performance anyways. Right, right, exactly. Uh, 
you know, TJ Warren is a great defensive player. I mean, I would put, so let's just, I'll just throw it out there right now. Let's do our, our, I got my first team all bubble right here. Um, I mean, everyone's kind of been talking about that. And, Cause dude, like there's legit like eight to nine guys you could, you can make an argument for um, with the way they've been playing. And I'm actually, I'm actually going to leave Giannis off mine, which is probably not your, your favorite take just because of the way the team performed. Cause the Bucks are just trying to stay healthy, I think, at this point. But um, I'll put also, Dame. Go ahead. Go ahead. You have to punish him for that head buck or headbutt. Excuse me. On yeah. Wagner. It's just it's just unnecessary. Um, That's so Dame and Book for sure, right? Those two have. And I'll let you get to Giannis. I just want to say Dame and Book for sure. Like those are the obvious guards. I don't think like Harden's played great, but I think those are the two obvious guards for me since Luca's still listed as a Ford. So at Ford. I would actually go Luca and TJ Warren instead of instead of Giannis at a forward. And I'm not going to put Giannis in my five either. Um, I agree. I mean, I just – that kind of surprised me out of him because he's usually – like he's a competitor. There's no doubt about that. But he's pretty cool, calm, and collected. You know what I mean? He's not normally a guy to, um, you know, do something to really cost his team in a significant way. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, and you, you have to understand if you're Giannis, you are worth 100 Mo Wagner's. Like <laughs> that's not a fair trade. I don't care if you if that guy got under your skin and headbutted you. Look at what all the great players go through. Like think back to LeBron getting his ear blown in by Lance uh, Stevenson. I forgot his name. Or or like Patrick Beverly trying to get KD kicked out of the game whenever he was at the Warriors. All great yep. players will go through that, and you have to be great at deflecting that. Um, when I was in college, my freshman year. Blake Griffin uh, was was a sophomore at OU. Um, I was there as well. And Blake, at one point, somebody grabbed his arm and did a fucking jujitsu move and pulled him over his shoulder and slammed Blake onto the ground. Yeah. And Blake got up and walked away because he knew that he was worth so much more than that other guy. And say what you will about Blake when he went and played with Chris Paul and the Clippers. Dude, he was not a great dude there. But – I was respected him for that, and like, like I knew him in college. He was, he was a funny dude. He was like the life of the party, and he was always just so chill. Like he, he was never amped up. Even when he'd do these like crazy dunks, he'd never get super amped up. He was always just at, the, at that level. So some players do need to get up to that level, and Giannis plays at that level all the time, where he's like above. But you have to be able to turn it off, regardless of what people are doing to you, because every player on the court knows that if Giannis goes off the court, that team doesn't have a chance to win a championship. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think he will be in the right space um, in a playoff game. Like, I don't think he's going to have that kind of lapse of judgment in a playoff game. And I think he'll probably learn from this. He seems like that type of guy. I mean, you got to remember, he's still only 24, 25. I'm not excusing it. It's still, you know, an ignorant play, but I'm not worried about it happening again. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, so, yeah, I go Luka and TJ Warren as my, my forwards. My five technically probably plays the four. I'm going to throw him at five. I'm going to put KP in there. KP really impressed me. Um, he played. He, he, he scored more in the post. He protected the rim well. He rebounded terrifically, 10 a game, and he was hitting from the three he, uh, right, right at 40%. So um, I'm going to put KP in there. I really liked what I saw out of him. You got two Mavs? Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. Um, I mean, did you watch that team play? It's like nobody else is doing much. Yeah, they played pretty unbelievably, like those two specifically. Um, I'm, I'm obviously going Dame. I'm going Book. TJ Warren because of what he because of what he overall did. Um, 
Luca's I, I there for me. I haven't thought about this. I should have been thinking thinking this through. Luca's there for me as well. Yeah. I, I'm going like at five. Who are you gonna go? Like, dude, I might, I'm, I might go KP as well. I maybe add a bio. Yeah, or Giannis. I gotta look I, at it. I gotta look at his minutes though. Add a bio. A lot of guys didn't play that many minutes. Like that's part of it, right? Like Jokic, yeah. Embiid, minute restrictions. Oh, Michael Porter Jr. Okay, he's like a three or four. Well, let's throw him in the five. What if I what if <laughs> I slide him in? What if we go what if we go uh NBA All Star game where we just go forwards and guards? Yeah, I mean that's that's cool. We we're we're at that point. Okay, yeah, I'll go MBJ. Yeah, just to MBJ, be just different than yours. Is it crazy is is it too much of a knee jerk reaction to say like I'm sold on him on these eight games? Like obviously barring injury, we all know that with his injury history, but I mean if he plays like this and, and stays on this kind of trajectory, he has you know, KD level touch. I'll go that far as saying it uh, as far as his jump shot for being a 6'10 guy. Like he has that kind of touch for a 6'10 dude. Um, his pull, when he hit that pull up three in transition, that's like, holy shit. That looks like, you know, a, yeah. a power forward version of Steph. Um, he's got, he's, he's a good passer. I've seen him get bodied a couple of times by like Kuzma going to the rim and guys that shouldn't be just bodying you. So I think, you know, putting a little weight on the frame slowly so you don't get hurt and working on defense is obviously important. But, I mean, Denver's in a good position to be a competitive team for the next three to five years, right? Because, like, Jamal Murray is your third option is nice if MPJ continues to look the way he has. Yeah, and I, I – um, it would be hypocritical of me to say that you're going too fast when I said after two games in January that I would take him over Zion. So, <laughs> well, um, okay. So, would you take him over Zion right now? Because I think that's a more realistic conversation now. Because Zion's weight is concerning, bro. Yeah, I've been saying that from the beginning for sure. Like you, players that come into the league that have a history of injury problems and are overweight don't last in a league. Like, right. and it's not getting better. Like, I guess I was more optimistic. That, like, hey, at this point, he would be. I, I don't even. I don't care about the number. Just more trimmed down and look like he's in better conditioning and look more comfortable walking. You know, like. I don't know if I would take – I'd have to think about Zion. I don't want to give – I'm not obviously giving up on Zion, but I just, I'm that high on MPJ, I guess. The, the dude looks like he's walking with a load in his drawers. Like, I, he doesn't <laughs> – Just he toes doesn't, pointed in like he just got kicked off the court or something. Yeah, like – It's not good. There was an article um, back in like – oh, back in like 2010 where Bill Simmons was talking about Kevin Durant versus Greg Oden and how Portland yeah. – picked Greg Oden over Kevin Durant. He said, and I think I've referenced it before, but he said guys glide. Kevin Durant glide, would glide, and the great ones always glide. And I went back and looked at that film of Greg Oden walking up to the court or walking up to shake Stern's hand and then Kevin Durant's as well. And it was pretty apparent which one looked more athletic. Now, Zion is a freak and is the most, arguably the most athletic person in the league. But man, he does not look like it's sustainable. Like when he walks or when he, even when he runs up and down the court, I agree. he looks like a burden. I agree. Yeah. It's not good. I, I think he'll be okay, though. I really do. I think he's going to lose the weight. If he doesn't, like, like my, my – where I'll just say, okay, I'm wrong about this, is like end of next season. If he's still 275 by the end of next season, I'm like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give up on him being an, all, you know, an all-star type player. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I agree. I like that you know, first-team team All-NBA. I've seen Giannis in there quite a bit. But, yeah, like I said, I, I feel like we have to – you know, discredit the headbutt a little bit. Definitely. Have you thought about 
I don't, we don't need to go first, second, third. Um, you know, a lot of shows are going to do that, but I want to hit on at least the first team all NBA for the season. I can go first and let you think about that because I mean, it's obviously drastically different than what I just said. As good as Dame has played, I wouldn't have him first team and his, you know, book's been great statistically, but obviously not a first team all NBA player, <laughs> obviously TJ Warren, not, um, you know, when I look at the first team all NBA for this year, I take the season in consideration. LeBron James played point guard, so I'm gonna I'm gonna use LeBron as one of my guards, hmm. um, and and then the other guard I'm gonna use James Harden. You know, just another 35, 36 point season, like that's insane. Um, the forward position I can't put Kawhi in there because of the 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 time off. Um, so I'm and I'm gonna call Giannis a forward because that's technically what he's listed at. Yeah, I don't know I what mean, to do with positions like, anymore. He's not a center. Brooke Lopez, yeah, is yeah. So my my forwards are going to be Luca and Giannis. Uh, okay. You know, I think those are the two best young players in the NBA. I think those guys are there for that reason. I got the, I would maybe have Kawhi over Luca, obviously because of the defense. If he played more games, but Luca played almost every game this season, and I mean he was twenty nine, ten and nine, right? And, and the percentages are coming up. The defense has to get better. Um, and I would have AD at the five. I, I think AD is the best center in the league, even over Embiid or Jokic. Okay. Even though he doesn't want to play center, I'm making him my center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's my only concern about that. Um so I would take I would take at the guard position. So definitely Harden. Are we doing right. two two guards, two forwards and a big I'll let you do whatever you want, man. Okay. I'm definitely taking Harden at the guard position. Um you can call Luca a guard if you want. I, I he's listed as a small forward, even he's though he brings the ball up. He's a forward to me, yeah. I mean, LeBron's a forward, but he was listed as PG this year. Oh yeah, is he? Was he really? He was listed yeah. as that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you got to take that then. I, I got to take. And that. I didn't know, and I didn't know this. He was listed as power forward last year for the second time in his career, which is mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you got to take. I, I got to take LeBron then at point guard, like. I we talked about it previously. I think Giannis is pretty much a lock for the MVP, but I wouldn't be upset if they give it to LeBron. And I don't think anybody else should be either. Um, solely because of voter fatigue, I think Giannis is still far and away more more valuable than LeBron in this year specifically. Um, but but due to voter fatigue, we see people that win MVP all the time and don't deserve it. Um, but I'm right. taking LeBron at MVP, at point guard, Harden at shooting guard. That one's a no brainer for me. Um, I think you got to take Luca at small forward. Yeah, uh, I think so. There's because who are the other who are the other great small forwards? Jimmy Butler, no. Paul George, no. Kawhi Leonard, arguably, but I Luca didn't really. Luca was hurt a little bit, but maybe maybe it's a bias that I have. But I feel like taking games off is worse worse than getting hurt. I don't know. I don't know. What do you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, about? you know, I know. I, I think it's an issue like that. I mean, I get it. Like, if that's for you to win a championship, by all means, go for it, man. Like, that that makes sense to me. I just don't think, you know, I'm not going to reward that at, for uh, an award. Um, the also, only other pe- – I mean, obviously, KD's hurt. You know, Pascal Siakam was a great forward this year at, at 24 and, and 8 on 46% shooting, 36% three. But, like, Pascal's probably third team. You know, he's not a first-team All-NBA guy yet. Yeah. Also, I would say that – Luca has done significantly more with way less than, or not more, but has done more with less than um, Kawhi Leonard has. Kawhi Leonard obviously has a better team around. For sure. 
Luca has willed that team to where they're at right now. The worst team Kawhi Leonard's ever played on won a championship last year because those Spurs teams were all pretty loaded. I mean, I guess the one at the very end without without the three guys really in their prime, but yeah, that's crazy. That's insane. That is insane. Um, so yeah, uh, Anthony Davis is my power forward, and then and then Giannis at center. Um, okay. If you made me go true center, it'd be Jokic. Yeah, I, I think I put Jokic over in Anthony over. Davis. Uh, yeah, I put Jokic over Embiid because of the team success and just like the direction I see that team going, yeah. um, and the, the impact I think he has on that team in, in, in that game. Um, for MVP, you know, I, I think it really comes down to Giannis versus LeBron. You could probably throw Harden, Luca, Dame in there if you want to stretch it to like a five-man race. Um, I got to go Giannis though. To me, like it's not actually that close. I thought LeBron was trending there. We talked about it, right? Like, if the season played out normally, LeBron might have won it if they had the best, uh, you know, best regular season record if they caught him. And, you know, the media gets behind that LeBron train. But, dude, based on the stats, it's definitely Giannis. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Giannis is doing things that people have never done before. Still. Right. Like, he's at – so, read off his stats. 29 and a half on 19 shots. It's crazy. Averaging 55% from the, from the field. Um, shooting 10 free throws a game. He's he's honestly he's only shooting 63% from the free throw line, which last year he shot around 70% if I remember correctly. I'm not too concerned about that when you're getting me 12, 13 boards and six assists. And honestly, yeah, honestly for me, that was more of an argument for him. You're probably defensive player of the year too. Like they won't I don't think they'll give him MVP and defensive player of the year. I think they'll definitely give him one. I think they should, but I think they should. I don't think they will, but I agree with that that they should. Yeah, he's also averaging 13.6 boards a game. And 5.6 assists. Like, that's insane, dude. And now .02 headbutts. Um, <laughs> but, no, I mean, I like Giannis, is, it's def- he's definitely the MVP. It's not even close to me. Especially in, like, it's always the argument I always made for LeBron is value to team. If you're not looking at most impressive season, like who was the most valuable of their team, I always argued about it being LeBron, especially those Cleveland seasons. But, like, LeBron plays with AD now, so it's definitely Giannis in that argument, too. Yeah, what's and what's I would the, probably put Luca second in terms of value to team. Yeah, what's the number that you always look at for players? Is it thirty-seven players that can give you thirty-seven overall between points, assists, and uh, rebounds? Whenever they're going to the playoffs, like those are the big hitters. Forty-two, forty-two. Okay, Giannis is giving you forty-two between points and and rebounds. Yeah, exactly. So that's <laughs> that's not a bad start. That's crazy, bro. Um, yeah, that's insane. And then and then add on six assists from there. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're in agreement with a lot of those awards. I mean, we won't beat you up on the second and third team, but I, I think one of the uh, one of the surprises that I, I would have is that I would actually I would actually have Devin Booker on the second team, which is I, I'm really high. Like, I'm not just sold on Book from the bubble. I've been high on Book. I just his defense really worries me. He's kind you of just like a tall Trey Young. You just don't get to watch him. Like he's he's not. He's not as bad as Trey Young on defense. Obviously, there are no. very few people that are. But you're right. He doesn't play defense. He doesn't really facilitate for other people. But he's a true shooting guard in that, like, he's just there to score. Like, yeah, like everyone looks at him as an all star. He is a superstar at this point. He's a superstar. Because hmm. I, I, I would say there's like 12 to 13 superstars in the league. And I think Book's in that top 12 to 13. Oh, you've got 12, right 12 to 13 superstars? Yeah. Okay, I, I would say that 
for me, it's a hard cutoff at ten, and I would probably do top eight. So it just it, it's not that's not an argument. It's just a different way that like, bro. I don't want to get into too many player con- or comparisons or, or this guy versus that guy, but I would probably take book right now over PG Tatum. Russ, I'm just thinking of Kyrie of guys in that range. I don't think I disagree with any of those names that you just said. I think I yeah. agree with you on all those because PG, you have the health concerns. Otherwise, right. PG is significantly exactly. better than Booker. Yeah, yeah but you have the health indeed. concerns. Exactly. Kyrie is a cancer to his team. <laughs> um, and then who are the other ones? You Russ. Said? Russ is just declining, and the league is working against him more than right. anything. Is declining the fast, and the league has been working against him for five to six years. Um, it's amazing. It's a tribute to his athleticism that he's still an all-star player. Yeah, and actually, we say that he's declining fast. He's still averaging 27 points a game, dude. Um, and like 8 and 7. Yeah, and 8 and 7. So it's, I mean, is he really declining? I don't know. Maybe he's just on a, somebody's team that he... Tatum is a tough one. Book, like, we don't need to get into any more Tatum talk with you. But I know you got book I know you got book over Tatum. We don't need I've to go down that. I've got book over Tatum, yeah. I've got book over <laughs> Tatum for sure. Um, just because Booker already, you already know what you're going to get. You already know your baseline of what Booker is. Right. Right. Um, cause he's on a bad team, dude. And I don't think it's one of those things where a player goes to a bad team and just balls out. I don't think it's, but it's that. like a bad team that I'm still like hopelessly optimistic about because they, went they do no have bubble. some, and they do, do have some other pieces too. Like I just, I don't know. Like, I don't think you can fuck that up if you get, if you continue to draft well right like you drafted booker you drafted eight and if you continue to draft well and keep most of these guys i don't i don't know there's always those teams that i'm like oh next year this is their year and they just never do it because they're bad in organizations they continue to make the same mistakes yeah i can see that i mean i can see that do you think that draymond was that you you heard about what happened with draymond right and booker so no on the tonight or on the late show whatever it is um draymond green said Get my man Booker out of Phoenix, and so they find him 50k oh, for tampering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you I think did that, that, that was tampering? That's crazy. Yeah, I mean it's I nine, it's literally it's legitimately nine minutes of play on the basketball court for Draymond Green. That's what fifty thousand dollars is. Oh wow, that's pretty incredible. What do you what do you make in nine minutes, bro? What do I make in nine minutes? <laughs> Somewhere between zero and fifty thousand. That's uh, like that's like somebody finding me twelve bucks. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's true, but it's still fifty grand, dude. Like, I mean, Whatever. this guy's got a lot of expenses. Yeah, I guess so. All right, Josh just wants universal base income for everybody. <laughs> we should turn this into a socialism. Yeah, <laughs> socialist pod. Um, no, I, I, I just, I, I don't think, I don't have a problem with that. Like, I don't think dudes should be. I don't think you should be fined in the first place. Yeah. Do you? Uh, if he was speaking to the media, maybe. But on the, on the, on a show like that where you're, dude, you're getting paid to That's give your opinion. Like, no, nah, I think you let that one slide. If you're getting paid to right. give your opinion, if you're speaking to the media, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you're on like, even if you're on like a show like, definitely if you're speaking to the media, that's tampering. But if you're on like, the NBA show with. Uh, Ernie and Chuck and Kenny and Shaq, like that's like because you're talking to the NBA media essentially and the NBA fans. But like yeah. on the Tonight Show, who gives a shit? Actually, he was on that show. I called it the Tonight Show. Oh, I thought you were okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that that makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. I'm still I'm still of the first off. The NBA is making money off of this guy sitting there speaking and saying stuff. <laughs> like what? I don't know. 
it, it doesn't make much sense to me. I did redid the math in my head, and it's more like finding me four dollars if we're looking at nine minutes of play. So, it's <laughs> I don't think Draymond. I think Draymond probably laughed about it. I mean, I, don't I think didn't that know math that he checks laughed out, about it. But he didn't really care. What? Um, it's nothing. I was saying the math doesn't check out, but no, I, I really, I really don't care about did that. Like, I, I like the, I like the recruiting aspect. Obviously, like I'm a big fan of LeBron, so I like. I like players trying to recruit other players to come team up with them. I know that's left a a bad taste in your mouth from uh, the KD days, but I ultimately, I still think that's, is it bad to think that it's good for the league? Like I think having, so if you have, let's say you have 10 superstars in this league, is it better to have two of them on five teams or 10 of them or one of them on 10 teams? I like the two of them on five teams, but what you can't have is four of them on one team. (laughs) <laughs> oh god if we're being honest because like, this is where we go off the rails about the Warriors. no i, I agree with that here's three deal, maybe like, four no four the no. warriors were so much better than everybody else it took legitimately three injuries for them to lose three the I three know. best players got injured i know um and then it was donkey from shrek running around and yelling at people on the rest on the court for the rest of his losses but i digress it, it four players is too much I, I can't that's not good for the league and we can look back at it and say but the league grew in revenue and grew in viewership throughout all those years dude this league is unstoppable it, the bubble has proven that to me is that this league is going to grow regardless because silver is such a freaking boss dude um yep. but I, I say all that to say I, I, I'm a big fan of two, and I think right now we're we're in a two-per-team era. Yeah, But for really, sure. the Jordan teams always had three of the top ten, ten players in the league. I don't feel like Horace Grant was a top ten player. He was the highest player in the league the year after he left. Orlando gave him the richest NBA deal of all time. That's fair. I don't the, think he was, was the, he was the richest sports player in the in the world sports player he was the richest athlete in the world with the deal that orlando gave him i would still say he was probably like a top 25 guy i don't think he was a top 10 player in the mid 90s he was yeah uh i mean that's debatable i i we don't want to get sad yeah with that, I, but. that's that but look at where we're at though i mean lakers clippers rockets mavs nets They've celtics all, the, all got the dynamic duo yeah Celtics got a little, a little bit, but I, I, I'm, I call, I consider Tatum and Brown because I think Kimba, Kimba's thirty and he's five eleven and he's hurt, and Gordon Hayward is just not going to be the same player, and that's fine. Right, right. Yeah, I, I honestly really like the where the league's at. This is the first year that we've, we could see three or four, maybe even five teams win it. Yep. Yeah, this is definitely the most wide open in the bubble. Just you know, I think even makes that more of a opportunity for for some of the outside contenders i do wish the suns and the blazers were in the play playing game i think the suns deserve it so much more than memphis i guess you can't really say that because you know memphis put themselves in that position through a much longer season but memphis looked like dog shit in the bubble triple j is out and the suns are freaking rolling i would love to watch two suns and blazers games right now yeah i would love to see the booker and dame matchup but what i like a little bit better than that is watching jaw guard dame because John's yeah. not backing well, down from anybody, bro. It doesn't yeah. matter if Gordon was on the other side of that ball. 
Like I'm excited. I was about praising that. his defense, and you were telling me he was a scrawny little bitch last week. But no, I mean he. I, I think he was small, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like what I mean is, yeah. I don't think he can guard Dame, but he's gonna try <laughs> yeah. harder than anybody on the su- on the Suns. Yeah, I don't think a lot of guys are guarding Dame very That's efficiently, fair. dude. I mean, if if they get into a series like, like okay, so they get in the series with the Lakers, and it's you know game time decision like lebron's gonna be guarding dame like you gotta put lebron Kawhi. you gotta put like a six seven dude that really has length you can't be putting the, guards on him yeah and really i i if i'm the lakers i'm 100 cheering for the grizzlies that's a that's like the stupidest oh. thing that i've ever said on this show right that's the most yeah. obvious thing that i've ever said on the show of course the cheering for the grizzlies you want to play against a team that's led by a rookie versus damian lillard who that team should be a three seed they're good enough yeah, to I mean, their second best player in Triple J's out. Justice Winslow's out. I mean, it's a sweep against the Grizzlies by all accounts. I mean, so who you, who you got in the playing game? Let's start, you know, transitioning into the into these series here, so we can give some previews um, and just give some picks. I don't think the Grizzlies. Who have you got a in the playing game? I don't think they have a chance. The Grizzlies. I don't think they have a chance. Yeah. So. And it's only one win, right? Like the Blazers only have to yep. win once. The Grizzlies have to win twice. Win it's zero percent chance. Yep. Um, so, I, although I do like that, that we're going to get that. I, I still kind of like it. Obviously, I wish Triple J was healthy. Um, I want to see Dame drop another fifty or sixty, though. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I think he would. Um, so, if that comes to the Lakers playing the Blazers, let's just go. We'll go West Western Conference first. I'm not as concerned about that matchup as I think some other Lakers fans are or just media members in general. I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm a LeBron fan. Um, I, I got the Lake. I'll get, I'll give Portland the respect of a win, but I got Lakers in five. Yeah. I think that if you really told somebody to put their money on what team they thought would win in that match, I think right. about 80% of the, the U S would put it on the Lakers, but what scares Lakers fans. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm the same way. I'm a LeBron fan. I want to see him get one more. Um, what really scares LeBron fans, Laker fans, is that they're supposed to be playing an eight seed, and they're not playing an eight seed, bro. They're playing. Yeah, a they're playing seed. a four or five. Yeah, because yeah. they haven't been healthy all year. You know, Nurkic was out; he comes back. Collins is healthy, um, and they're firing. But I still don't think Nurkic is a good matchup against AD. No, um, and I do think that the Lakers also have the ability to throw multiple bodies at Dame, multiple great defenders at Dame. Avery Bradley hurts, but Deion Waiters can guard Dame um, in small spurts. Danny Green's going to guard Dame. You're going to yeah. see KCP, KCP guard Dame. Yeah. yeah, and then in crunch time moments, I think you'll see LeBron switch over to Dame. And, and that's shocking. I don't care how good of a player you are. Whenever you have somebody, whenever you played the entire game with somebody that's maybe four inches taller than you, and then they switch you to somebody that's seven inches taller than you, that's shocking, bro. Like, right. it's it's a different type of shot. It's a different trajectory. And if you just do that in crunch times, I think we'll see Dame miss some big shots. I agree. Especially because LeBron is the smartest player in the league. I've said it multiple times. He's the smartest player maybe ever, at least since Bill Russell. He will not let Dame get open past the half court. He knows. Right. Not in crunch time. No, I agree. I agree with that. Um, the other the other point to make is obviously I, I don't think AD is a good matchup, or I don't think Nurkic is a good matchup against AD. I think AD wins that all day. Nurkic is obviously better than a Whiteside matchup. Well, it, it maybe depends where how on the block AD wants to be. But the big concern is who do you put on LeBron James? 
Nobody. Um, they, they got rid of their. Uh, they had Al Aminu last year, which was the yeah. only person that could really on that team that could really guard LeBron. You're gonna guard him with CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum weighs 160 pounds, dripping wet. Like, 197. 197. Yeah, that's a, that's a lie, dude. It was yeah. Gary Trent Jr. at six five two oh nine, not gonna fly. Ariza is your best is your answer, but he's out. He's out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they have. No so, what are you gonna go? You gonna go Rodney Hood? You gonna you gonna go Mellow? I think That's you do have rough. to go Rodney Hood, and if it's Rodney Hood, you just take him to the post, and then it's yeah, it's two oh eight. That's yeah. that's barbecue chicken. That's yeah. yeah that's, so I think that's the that's the issue. Pounds. People are like, oh, Dame's rolling, very true, but they cannot guard LeBron James or Anthony Davis. That is going to be a problem. Yeah. Also, the Lakers like Kuzma's playing out of his mind, and we haven't seen LeBron play really well. Anthony Davis has been being passive. I can't imagine. I can see Anthony Davis continuing to be passing passive. I can't imagine LeBron laying eggs in the playoffs. No, not at all. And, and LeBron, I think, is easing his way back into the playoff level of intensity that we're going to see. I think he's going to come out swinging in this series. Um, Kuz did not start off hot, but he finished hot. He hit the big game winner, which I you could just see it, you know, body language wise. Like that did a lot for his confidence, and he can step up and be that consistent third score for them and give them just 17, 18 a game, they're going to be, they're going to be in a great position. Um, You're shooting 44% from the three point line in the bubble. He's playing out of his mind, dude. If he can, no, that, a lot of, but, but I'm telling you, if you looked at those stats before the last two or three games, it would be a lot worse. Really? Like I, I need to go back and look at him. Cause I, I remember him being great from, from the gig. No, he's, he's played really well the last few games. Okay. Um, let's if, go if down, down. That. What's up? If he continues that, nobody's beating him. Yeah, like, yeah, I think I like think that's championship. a very real point. So moving down the list, the four or five, I love this OKC Houston matchup. The West matchups are so much better. I mean, as usual in the first round, um, but OKC Houston obviously has all the, you know, all the, you know, gossip and juice and all the headlines around it with the Chris Paul Russ trade. I, I think if this was a home, you know, obviously just. It was normal world, and we were playing at home games. These would be incredible. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think they'll be that way in the bubble. Like you won't get the crowd noise, but we've seen it. We've seen refs calling technicals because they're actually hearing stuff that's happening on the court and hearing things that people are saying to people. Right. Also, you you know that players are hearing more things that people are saying to each other, and that's why there've been more fights in the bubble. They're all stuck in the same hotel together. They're all getting cabin fever, dude. Um, we might see somebody get stabbed. It might go run our test with the table leg. We'll see. But this is, Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about it. Like I'm not even, I'm not mourning any type of, we won't get to see these guys playing at home. I think it's going to be better. Okay. Interesting. Um, I would like to see, see it at home, but I think Russ would be revered in OKC still. Um, yeah, definitely. that being said, I'm going to take Houston in this series. Uh, I'm going to take Houston. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go six here. I think this is gonna be a pretty competitive s- series. I'm, I'm tempted to go seven, but I'll say six. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll go against you here just for for funds. I'll go okay. OKC in seven. Okay. It's okay, gotta be. Seed, it's right? gotta be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be competitive for sure. OKC is three seed, right? No, they're the six. No, OKC is the five seed. Who's the three six matchup? Denver and Utah. Dude, I'm, Excuse me, OKC's four, Houston is five. Okay, I'm going crazy. Yeah, game seven, OKC will have the home field, right? Get that crowd going. They will have the home 
digital crowd. That is the correct. home digital crowd in there being piped in. Um, they have an app now where you can press a button to cheer. Did you know that? No. Yeah. God. So I might be pressing some buttons in that game. Roger Goodell is just taking notes right now. Um, <laughs> no, he's not. So, he says, I don't so, care how many NFL players die we're, we're playing. <laughs> get yeah, your Coors light out and get just a contract. That's just a contract waiting for me, man. Um, I'll play Speaking, for pennies on the stint, on the dollar. Did you see that Mo Bombo went home due to COVID concerns? No. Post-COVID concerns. I'll read you the – we still going to find it on NBA.com. Uh I was so Post mad that the Mavs night. didn't draft Mo Bamba. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. We we all had him going to, to going to the Mavs <laughs> yeah. Jesus because Christ. yeah, we were talking about how they needed a rim protector like Tyson Chandler. On the advice of Magic's human performance staff and team physicians, Orlando Magic center Mo Bamba has left the NBA campus for comprehensive post-coronavirus evaluation. Bamba will be out for the remainder of the season. Bamba was originally diagnosed with COVID-19 back on June 11th. And then it doesn't say this, but he obviously cleared to get into the bubble. Yeah, he's suffering some symptoms of being a bust. <laughs> he, uh, he can't put on any weight. We think it has to do with COVID now. Yeah. Um, but you saw the, the story about the um, – you remember Michael Ojo from Florida State? Yeah. Beast yeah. of a center, dude. Got COVID, returned to play, and then died of a heart attack. And they're seeing more and more people recovering from COVID that have issues with heart, heart issues or like heart uh, pulmonaries or not pulmonaries, heart uh, sputterings. I don't know. I don't know what the word is. I'm for palpitations right now. Palpitations. I don't know. I'm pretty. Um, yeah. <laughs> heart, heart problems. They're also seeing brain problems because it infects the entire body. And so these infections will actually affect your heart or infect your, infect your your brain um there was somebody at the pt place that i'm going to that caught it and then was uh checked into the hospital for encephalitis because she had swelling in her brain after she had recovered from covid jeez i mean at the end of the day we're just going to chalk this up to pre-existing conditions and uh get this economy back going right yeah exactly like these death numbers wouldn't be so high if we were testing so much right <laughs> sacrifice grandma i need to i need my my newest iphone God. Oh man, we we could really go off track here. Um, yeah, it's gonna happen. Three, three, six Nuggets, Jazz, um, dude. That's I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna say Nuggets at four. Like the Jazz have shown me nothing. Michael, Con Mike Conley is just kind of a shadow of himself at this point. I don't know if that's for good, but definitely for this season for me or in this offense. Dude, no Bogdanovich. You know Mitchell can't do it by himself. Gobert. Isn't a great matchup with Jokic because Jokic is going to be 25 feet from the basket and just take Gobert out of there. So it's actually a great, great matchup for Denver. And I trust MPJ and uh, Jamal Murray, even though Jamal's a little banged up, um, still kind of day-to-day. -day, I still trust him to, to get it done scoring-wise and just outscore him. Yeah, I got Nuggets in four. Um, J-Mac did, like too. Beaten a, beaten a, or missed a beat. Beaten a miss. Yep. Yeah. yep. So me and J-Mac have picked the West the exact same thus far. Um I'm going to go with – so this Clippers-Mavs series, which the Mavs have basically just been destined to play the Clippers this entire – the last, you know, three months of the season, barring the, the four-month post or quarantine. Um, I, I hesitate to even give Dallas a win here. I'm going to do it because of our, of our stars. I, I got Clips in five. And I think it's going to be great experience for Luka and KP in terms of, like, 
Now you're being guarded by Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs. I don't think it's going to go very well for them. Lou Will is back. Lou Will looks good, um, regardless of distractions. Mon- Montrez should be coming back at some point. Um, and I just, I just think PG and, and Kawhi are basically two prototype defenders for Luka. Luka shoots 70%, 65 to 70%, I can't remember the exact number, from at the rim. He's a guard. That's freaking insane, dude. That's higher than Dwight Howard's prime numbers. That's that's like Dwight Howard prime numbers. Right. That's insane. He's one of the best rim finishers in the entire league. And And it's kind of he, below the basket for a six seven guy. It's just crafty shit. Like it's yeah. It's he doesn't typical Yeah, it's just typical finesse European play, but drill. it's yeah, right. <laughs> the my, it's like a true white guy fashion. He did mic and drills constantly. Um, in layup lines, he's taking floaters and runners and shit. Uh, <laughs> How many more white claws are we going to have before the end of this? This is going to get tough. <laughs> um, he, he, shoots, he shoots like that. One of the best finishers in the league. And the Clippers have no rim protectors. Luka is going to feast in this series, and they will still lose in four. Okay, there we go. I was waiting for the butt. Yeah. That's, okay, that's my so you got a sweep? Okay. Um, and, and here's the deal. They'll put, they'll put Patrick Beverly. They'll put, um, they'll put Paul George. They'll put Ka- Kawhi and Luka. Like, they're all going to guard Luka. What are you going to do with Tim Hardaway, bro? Luka is one of the best screen – yeah, right. Um, just give it to Tim Hardaway then. Luka is one of the best screen navigators in the league already in his second year of the league. Like he's so big and so strong that when he dips that shoulder and you're trying to go over the screen and trying to cut off that or um, trying to go over it, you can't stop it. You can't stop him going to the rim because even if you bump his shoulder, he just knocks you off of him. Um, I, I think that Luca feasts here. I think Luca okay. will average more than 30. Yeah, like a 34, 10, 10. Yeah, yeah. And, and it won't be enough. They can't. They can't stop him, dude. It's the same thing. Who's gonna guard Kawhi? Who's gonna guard Paul? Oh, George? I mean, Mavericks can't guard anyone. They like they gotta outscore. They gotta outscore him, and I think they'll do that in one game. I think they'll be hitting their threes. They're the second most three pointers made in the season behind the Rockets in the NBA. I think there's one game where Hardaway, Curry, DFS go for like, you know, twelve for eighteen from three, um, and then Luke and KP do just their thing, and they win a game. Um, yeah. I think they could maybe steal two if KP can really take advantage of the height discrepancy with with Montrez. I mean, you can put Zubats on on KP, but he's still six eleven and he cannot. He he's not going to be because if you do that, KP is going to go out to the three point line and Zubats just on skates out there. And yeah. if you put Tr- Montrez on him, he's given up six inches. That's a post issue. Except for that, KP is afraid of contact on post. Well, he went down and, there against P.J. Tucker and did it about seven or eight times. Yeah, I mean. P.J. Tucker's that's fair. just as that's tough fair. as Montrez. He's just that's short. Fair. I'll give you that. Um, I, I don't see it for happening. Or I don't foresee it happening over a seven-game Yeah, series. I don't either. I'm just saying, like, if they it, it, in a world series. they win two games, that's what it's going to be is, like, KP establishes himself in the post. Yeah. Um, if they want to win, KP's got to go off. Um, here's what I'm – if you're the Mavs fan, a Mavs fan, the thing that you need to be watching more than anything else and paying attention more than anything else is how Luka not only takes the pressure but how Luka deals with irritants because that will tell you whether or not you're a championship contender in two years or you're a cam- championship contender in six years. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. That like we're gonna learn a lot from that. This is great for their experience. Um, I, I'm stoked because I I think Luca's gonna shine. Even if he doesn't have a great statistical, I think he will like points, rebounds, assists. His percentages might be kind of ugly. His turnovers might be kind of ugly. But if he responds well, like I think that tells you a lot as well. Yeah, if he can keep it together and just not ever get flustered by Patrick Beverly. God, that'll Luca, be Luca's, that's championship material in two years. You know, Luke is a superstar because he complains to the refs about as much as Russ and LeBron do. Yeah. Yeah. He complains about every call, every yeah. fucking call. He it's does. crazy. Uh, European players, dude. <laughs> it's like, it's very like dramatized, like Ginobili ass. Not Duncan that bad. Well. Duncan, I guess Duncan was from the Virgin Islands, but I would have that. His eyes were always the size of sausages, and he had his huge hands out in the side. That was Tim Duncan. Every single time that he wasn't scoring, and even when he did score, he was doing that same face. Looking he just for looked surprised at all times. He was shocked, dude. Could you imagine playing against that guy and feeling like this is the most mentally soft motherfucker I've ever been around in my life and him dropping 50 on you? Like that yeah. would suck, dude. That would be horrible. And, ha- and, and it's just down bank to shot after boards. bank shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, okay, we're, we're pretty much in agreement with most of the, the West except the, the Houston OKC series. And I, I, at, the, at the end of the day, I just think there's too much too much Harden. Although you, you can't throw multiple bodies. You could throw SGA at him. You could throw CP at him. C, and CP knows how James plays, right, being there with him for a season. That's the kind of thing where, like, CP's going to tell the guys guarding him when he's not guarding him, like, hey, this is how you get in his shit. This is how you bother him. That's why I think, I think- – Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that's why I think that I don't – if we're being 100% honest and you told me to put my money on somebody, I would not choose OKC. But I went with the seven right. game because I didn't want us to be all right. But that's the reason why I think it's going to go to six or seven is because of CP3. And he's – dude, he's just as bad as Patrick Beverly is, except for he's not as blatant about it. Like, you Yeah, think he, people- he's dirty, but he just – he's the kind of motherfucker that's like he, – he knows the game basketball as well yeah. as almost anybody in the league. And, I mean, he is – He's definitely going to have a blueprint of like, hey, this is how we stop this team because I know what happened to us when we got stopped. You think they'll break out the guard hiding Harden from behind? No, God Almighty, the Utah strategy. No, Honestly, because but I like, like it. Stephen Adams isn't Rudy Gobert. Like you have Rudy Gobert waiting for That's you good. there. That's why I like that strategy. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's transition over to the East. You know, this to me, these first rounds aren't as sexy. That's pretty typical. Uh, Bucks against Magic. I mean, can I take the Bucks in three? I mean, this is just. I, I think I got Bucks in four, and I would say it'd be about an eighteen to twenty point point differential. But I think they'll rest most of their starters in the fourth in all in all four of these games. Yeah, that's uh, what I was going to say. Is Bucks in four, and Giannis doesn't play in the fourth quarter, ever. Yeah, yeah, I think that's very real. Like Isaac's is out, uh, Bamba's gone. Like oh, God, they have nobody to guard. You put Vucevic on Giannis. All right. Have you we'll been watching Chris the, Middleton? Chris Middleton, yeah, he has not impressed me. He had one good game uh, in the bubble, one really good game. He's not, impressed but he has you? not impressed me very much. How? He's going to finish. He's, he's going to finish fifty forty ninety, right? Did he finish fifty forty ninety? No, you gotta tell me. He finished fifty four ninety ninety two and point four nine seven. Okay, and on, on twenty points per game. It's not six boards and 4.3 assists. Also, he's a lockdown defender. 
He's not a lot. See, that's what I was gonna say. His defense did not look that good. He looks out of shape. He has how many minutes did he play per game? And I know. That's fair. I mean, I mean, like normally he's a knockdown defender. I didn't really pay much or lockdown defender. I, I didn't really pay much attention as far as like comparing him to that. That was my point. I was just waiting to erupt with is he just has to look good defensively to me. And and that team specifically has not been as good defensively as they were all season. I think the last two years they've probably been the most consistently good defensive team. Um, and he just hasn't looked that great to me. I actually think that's going to be an issue, but we'll talk about that in the second round. Um, so, yeah, I, I, everyone's got bucks sweeping there. Um, J-Mac, by the way, did have uh, clips in five as well as, as I did. So me and J-Mac are the exact same through five series. Did you just take his answers? Yeah, he, well, he uh, yeah he gave them to me. He had Houston in seven, excuse me, so we're about the same. Uh, this Heat-Pacers matchup is the only one I'm intrigued by in the Eastern Conference. That, I do like that matchup. I mainly just want to see like a WWE Raw or SmackDown or whatever the fuck they call it now with TJ Warren and Jimmy Butler. Dude, we haven't seen TJ Warren get upset. No, but he looks like he looks like he's capable of killing a man. You know what he looks like to me is the next Kawhi. <laughs> yeah. Like he looks <laughs> super mean, but On he's a healthy dose chill. of testosterone. Yeah, but he's but he's chill. Like we haven't seen anything from him. Also, before we, yeah, uh, well, I mean, him, him, and Jimmy Butler did get into it, though. Yeah, like that's the thing is like I, what happened. Everyone thought it was going to explode the next time they they met up. I saw they Chris did. Paul and Jimmy Butler. Well, Jimmy Butler pancake Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah, but, I think Jimmy's just got a little little edge on him right now. The mustache on Jimmy is terrifying. He looks like he definitely looks like more of a like not a pro athlete is the best way I could put it. <laughs> He looks like a mechanic or something. He just doesn't look like a pro athlete with the, the mustache. Um, yeah. I actually got the Heat winning this. Uh, I think it's going to be a competitive series. Sabonis is out. That's a huge issue. Um, if he was playing, I don't know where I'd go. I got Heat in six here. I'll take the Pacers in six then. Okay. I think so you I, think I, TJ honestly, Warren just turns in, keeps being freaking Michael Jordan or what? So we haven't seen. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've seen the Pacers play their best basketball either. Like they're not they're not playing as good a defense as they historically have. And if TJ Warren continues what he has been doing, then I I don't there's not a I haven't seen enough out of either one of these teams to really go, yeah, they're they're significantly better. And really I'm doing an OKC thing where except for that this one I think is a little bit closer than OKC and Houston, where I'm just picking Yeah, I think it is really close. But I I, I, I'm just picking against you here, really. Um, I think that we could see better defense from Indiana, and I. When you watch T.J. Warren, especially I can't remember who they were playing. I think it was the Bucks where he closed out a game on like four or five. No, it was the Mavs. He closed out a game on like four or five made shots in a row. There were two run up threes. It was the Lakers. It was the Lakers. There were two run up threes and like two or three layups in a row that were hard like he drove to the rim tested shots like yeah, i remember one he just kind of leaned into ad and threw it up yeah yeah exactly it was a floater he's got a complete game dude yeah he, he does continue to, like because jimmy butler does not have a complete game dude he's not a threat to pull up on you he's a threat to in big moments knock down some huge ball shots but he's not a threat through to consistently throughout the game pull up on you shoot floaters he's what he's great at is going to the rim and creating contact and just powering through you. Um, what Jimmy Butler is also great, great at, though, is locking dudes in the fourth and hitting clutch buckets in the fourth. Yeah. 
Exactly. And he's also great at getting to the line as well. But TJ Warren, I say all that to say, you can almost always find something offensively scoring wise that a player isn't good at. But whenever you can't, that's when they take the next step. That's when they start averaging 20, more than 25 points per game. And TJ Warren looks like that to me, dude. I don't see any holes in his scoring game. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's not doing it to like the level of like James Harden, right? But like you're saying, like he's a seven or an eight in every every kind of offensive category in terms of like shooting off the dribble, catch and shoot, getting right. to the rim. Yeah, like I, I, right, I think like, that's fair. I think like he's Chris, a complete player. Right. Like Chris Middleton isn't going to put the ball on the court and then go and dunk on you. TJ Warren will. Right. Um, even even someone like like Luca is not going to put the ball on the court and blow past ten people and dunk on sure. you. He's crafty, but there's 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 not really any. He reminds me so much of Kawhi, honestly, except for probably a faster version of him. Probably not as big mm. of a knockdown shooter, but no. he's faster. Not as not as much consistency as sustainability, though. So we'll, sure, we'll, we'll sure. see. And that's that's insane of me to talk about this guy that's played eight games in front of a major crowd and he's played is. out of his mind to say to Kawhi. But I'm just all I'm doing is looking at game film and comparing the two. That's all I'm doing. I'm not saying that either anyone okay. is better or that they're on par. I'm just looking at game film. And no, I totally see the. Game. I think his, that's a good comp. Yeah, there's nothing in his scoring repertoire that TJ Warren cannot do. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So Pacers and six for, for that reason, I would think. And Vic is kind of the X factor there too. Like if Sabonis was healthy, I would take the Pacers. Yeah. Uh, but Vic, if he plays well, I think I think you got a good chance there. That dude uh, averaged twenty five a game in Orlando. Right. And I mean, he was averaging 20, 21, 22 a game the last over the last two Actually, seasons. Excuse me, yeah, he he averaged that last year in Orlando. He was a twenty one, twenty two guy. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's a he's a scorer, dude. He's not gonna like like that. That's a good example. He can put the ball on the court and get to the rim whenever he wants. He can't pull up and shoot threes like TJ Warren can. Like, there's holes in his offense that I just don't see within TJ Warren. Oh, for sure, for sure. Vic's a really good defender. TJ Warren's a, a an above average defender. Um, Celtics Sixers three six. This is a matchup healthy. I would love this matchup. I was super intrigued for this matchup. I think Simmons being out. I mean, we we don't need to talk about it. We've already hit on this, and I think we were some earlier takers on this than some of the other mem- media members. Is that Simmons and Embiid just need to be split up? Like they're both stars that could be successful in their own in their own ways. They just don't need to be on the same team. I think Embiid will play really well. Um, in the series, but it's kind of like the Luca thing. Like I think Embiid's going to get his and have like twenty-eight and thirteen in this series. I got Boston. I got Boston in five. Yeah, you can't have two superstars where it's they either don't spread the floor or it's a negative impact if they spread the floor. You can't have them on the right. same court, and that's what's happening with these two guys. Um, you got Boston in five. Yes, I, I'll take Boston in seven. Wow. Okay. I think that they still have Josh Richardson. They still have some good players around somebody that Boston just does not have an answer for in Joel Embiid. That's what J-Mac had was Boston in seven too. So y'all think this is going to be more competitive than me. Excuse me. J-Mac had uh, heat in seven as well. But yeah, so I I guess convince me it's going to be competitive. So Boston doesn't have an answer for Embiid. We're never going to see – I still stand by. We're never going to see Embiid as focused as he is right now. Like, it's just never going to happen hmm. again. I could see Embiid averaging 35 and 15 this series. Jeez. 
Yeah, I mean, I said 29-13. Yeah, like he's going to get a shit ton of boards, and he's going to score in the low block. The thing is, like, I'm going to lose my shit if he's taking eight threes a game when you have Ennis Cantor or Robert Williams or Grant Williams guarding him. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, and that's what he's really got to stay away from. But look look at his – these are his stats in the in the bubble. First game, 41. Second game, 41 and 12. 27 and – or actually, excuse me, 41 and 21. Sorry, 12 was the amount of defensive rebounds that he pulled down. 41 and 21, 27 and 9, 29 and 11, 23 and 13 on on 37 minutes. And then the last game, he last three games, he hasn't really played. Right, and we can sit here and read Embiid's stats all day. I think Embiid's going to eat in this series. His, his numbers are going to be crazy. I just don't trust Shake Milton and, and crew to go in there and beat. Now, I am a little worried about Kimba's health for sure, but I don't trust him to go in there and beat Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. And Gordon Hayward and Brad Stevens is, a, to me, a much better coach than Brett Brown. I, I'm just not concerned about it. And I want you to watch this series and start putting some respect on Jason Tatum's name. I will. I'll, I'll watch the okay. series. We'll see, we'll see what – I think they're going to throw Josh Richardson on Jason Tatum. And Jason Tatum will Jason Tatum will do nothing like he normally does whenever the <laughs> defender's on him. Um, well, just call for a switch and get Tobias Harris because that guy makes thirty six million. Yeah. Thirty six million a year just to make nineteen points. Um, that dude, that dude's averaging about twenty five in the, uh, or actually he's yeah. averaging about twenty twenty in the in the bubble. So uh, they still have firepower. Like when they brought in Tobias Harris, that's a twenty point per game score. His per thirty six is good, but he's yeah. just he's just not not it. And I'm not worried about Boston that series one bit. Could you? And we've talked about this ad nauseum. Could you argue that? The Sixers are better without either one of Simmons or Embiid on the court. Absolutely. I mean, we've talked about that in the, in the middle of the season. Yeah. So I, I, I think I, you could trade either of those guys and get a ton of assets back. You would get more for Embiid for sure. Uh, but I think you'd be improving the team most likely as long as you didn't make like a Robert Sarver level deal. Just get I mean something just back right besides now. cash. Yeah. I, I mean, just right now, like pull off Ben Simmons. Do you think the Sixers are better? Yeah. I do because I think it's just a clear. I think there's a clear, concise strategy. If we're going to give the ball to Joel Embiid in the post, and he's going to score points for us, and we're yeah. going to run our offense through him because he can p- pass out of the post too. He can, dude. That guy's that guy's pretty complete whenever he's not eating fifty and, Oreos for dinner. <laughs> right. Um, and I and but, I think Shake Milton, his offense coming together. You have Richardson, you have Harris, you have shooters to put around Embiid. I, I like it a lot. And Embiid is a shooter for a five. So now tell me why Boston's going to win in five. Because they, because, dude, I'm talking about for for a season. If you're talking about this series, because yeah. as good of as good as those guys are at what I just said, it's going to be Embiid scoring 30 to 40 points a game, whatever, 29. I said earlier, they're not going to be able to score enough points. Boston's going to win these games like 130, 120. Okay, that's fair. So I, you told me to convince you why I took. I took Boston in seven. No. And my drunk ass tried as hard as I could. That was, I a, good, I could that was a nice little callback. No, I, I, you convinced me very well, Josh. I'm still sticking to Boston in five. Okay. Okay. Um, sounds good. Um, Al Horford will be the X factor in this series. They're okay. going to go only as far as Al Horford will take them. I feel even better. Uh, the two seven <laughs> with Toronto and the Nets. I mean, the Nets are playing with like their four through nine as their starting lineup, right? I mean, you, you have no Dinwiddie, you have no Kyrie, you have no KD. You're being led yeah. by a, a hot Karis LeVert. Um, so I'm okay. actually going to I'm gonna give them a nod and give them a game in this series somehow. Uh, but I think the Raptors are, are poised to make a, another deep run, as I did last year. Um, 
Raptors I'll go Raptors. I'll go Raptors in five. Yeah, Raptors are the only team that scares me if I'm the Bucks. Um, yeah, and most of it's because they have the best coach in the East. <laughs> I, you might not be wrong on that. They also just have the most complete defensive team I think you've just seen in a long time, really, as far as guarding multiple positions. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that as well. Like they're so long and. Also, you have Gasol, who's never not in the right position. Like, that guy's not going to get a lot of blocks. He's a slower Steven Adams, but he's never not in the right position. He is always rotated correctly, and he's always helping well. And that's to have that is invaluable. Like, he's better defensive-minded than Brooke Lopez, but Brooke Lopez gets more shot blocks. Brooke yeah, Lopez I mean... Brooke falling out right now, too, by the way. <laughs> I just... I, I, I think that the Raptors – I think Nick Nurse is a smart enough guy to not show his cards in this series, win it in a, in a very modest manner, and just move on to the next series, stay, stay healthy. They'll maybe give a game. They probably won't play a lot of starters in the fourth. They have the depth to do that. Um, so I feel pretty confident about that. So I have no seven-game series in conclusion, and you have, you have multiple. Yeah, yeah, I got OKC and then Boston. Yep. And I have Indiana going seven right too, right? You went Indiana in six, so we we dis we disagree only on two yeah. series as far as the winners though, which is both the four or five, which which is fair. Um, let me before we sign off here, let me just entertain me here. If you were going to say a seven or an eight seed, we're going to win. Who who's the best chance? Are you crazy? <laughs> probably probably eliminate the East. Uh, Portland. Okay. You want to Dallas, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm <laughs> no, with you there. no, no chance. <laughs> Yeah, the Kawhi matchup on, on Lucas and PG and Kawhi on Lucas stuff. But yeah, man, the, I, I'm really excited for it. Uh, playoffs start in on the 17th. So next Monday we'll be going. And it's basically just going to be like an every other day type situation. So tons of basketball. Uh, so we'll have to check in again at the end of next we week. We have more than one at. show a week is what we need to do. Yeah, yeah. So let's, let's do what I'm saying. Let's do it again next Thursday or Friday. We'll uh, be putting this out for you guys and we'll be – you know, pretty far into the first round. A lot of these Eastern Conference series will probably be wrapped up, but hopefully we have some competitive ones. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll be back full strength next week. Hopefully, uh, like I said, Thursday or Friday. Go follow us at uh, Sensibly Loud and on the break. Uh, Sensibly Loud, that's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And uh, we'll be back next week. Later, Josh. See you, man.